1: So when we get here, we want to turn our phone on silent. My phone doesn't have silent. Everybody's got silent. It's right up here. (laughs) (laughs) All right, now I'm ready. Oh, so penitentiaries Move to the Music the Music
2: Move to the, music, the music. We are the inner circle baby
1: A little bit of the bubbly The Monday Night Messiah For the love of God stay
3: away from the different dogs Move to the Music please.
1: gentlemen, welcome back to the DWI podcast. My name is PC Tunney. I am your commissioner and the commissioner
2: of the United
1: States States. of them damn dare Americas Them damn dare need to be quarantined Americas and I am joined as always by the man, the myth, the legend, the other half of the world's greatest tag team ever. It's him. It is him. That man. He does pee a former architect indeed and now a scientist. It's true.
2: That's a fact, Jack. It's DPP. I mean, just because I got I mean, a new title, I, I, got lose a my new title I lose my old
1: one. I don't know. I just, dude, those are a lot of words I put together in a row, make sentences. It was like a paragraph, They're just to introduce you.
2: You're giving me shit. That's what I do, yeah, brother. What I do, yeah, brother.
1: <laughs> your face is priceless. I didn't hear you. Did you? Did you play a sound bite Because I didn't hear it. Oh,
2: oh no. No, I just hear an echo. I oh. just hear an echo.
1: Oh well, I'm not. So maybe I'll send you the recording of the show. <laughs> anyway, let's welcome in the most fresh and funky part of the show. He's phenomenal in oh so awesome many ways. Uh, I feel like we we just hang out all the time. He's he's becoming another one of. I have so many best friends between Dave and DP and now AJ. Boy, oh boy, I feel I feel like Orange Cassidy here. It's none other than AJ Velaz. Uh, I don't know about, don't that, know about
3: that fresh thing because of uh, DWI, DWI and Pod of this, this week for me. So I don't know if don't fresh know. is one of the uh, adjectives for me.
1: Uh, come on, get used to it. You know, some of us do three or four shows a week. <laughs> <laughs> people are really but not back sick. to back. <laughs> people are, some people are really sick of some of us.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that is true.
1: No, it's great to be back here, episode 254 of the DWI podcast. How was everybody's Thanksgiving? How was the food? Do we have leftovers still? How did uh, all the cooking go? Expound. Now, somebody.
2: No more leftovers. We threw those out last night, actually, but uh, everything turned out amazing. The turkey smoked on the new Green Mountain Grill was fantastic on the pellet smoker. Turned out great. Uh, We packed up all the you know to go boxes and drove over to my parents house dropped some off there for my sister for my okay. parents what did, what did the Dillonator make for sides and dessert I would like to know oh please uh, two pecan pies a triple oh. chocolate cake
1: I love I love her pecan pie it's... my sister made like pecan chocolate pecan bar it was really good
2: yeah. nice nice yeah And then the regular, I mean, candied carrots, mashed potatoes and gravy. Uh, My mom actually did the stuffing. um, Homemade cranberries. I guess not necessarily homemade cranberries, but not out of the canned cranberries, I guess. Mac and cheese? No mac and cheese. No, we didn't do mac and cheese. Um, Green bean casserole. We did a green bean casserole. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's it. And oh, she made uh, scratch rolls. Um, oh, the rolls like you go get at Texas Roadhouse with the cinnamon butter. Oh, made, made homemade oh. cinnamon butter and rolls was oh, dude, ridiculous. Aj, when I Aj, when I tell you if you ever get invited
1: over by DP's house to for like a cookout or a smokeout <laughs> or just whatever kind of meal, go because DP is excellent at grilling and smoking meat and the Dillonator his woman is makes some of the best sides and and uh and desserts I've ever had and I I'm and I and she she makes she's good at cooking meat too and everything else it's just usually DP is grilling and she's making everything that goes with it and they're both equally excellent so if you anybody ask Frankie DeFalco ask Aesop Mitchell they've all been over by DPs for ribs and dessert and everything else and so it's it's a, it's a wonderment when you get over there. But um, too bad I missed that DP soon enough. Hopefully people will stop being sick, and I will be at your front door whether you like it or not. Again, back in the days to where I would just get done with work on a Friday or Saturday and be like, hey, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I got no plans. I'm like, all right, well, I'll be over in about 45 minutes. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> AJ, there, we're drinking AJ. and doing shit. <laughs> you saved your brother from having to cook the turkey. This year tell me how that went for
2: you
3: uh i mean it was an experience you know you know future <laughs> learning how to do it now so i don't screw it up later on in the future but uh it was fine like i said he got the turkey i just cooked it and then i went off to my parents house no more leftovers like i said on pod uh, there were still, like, one or two rolls left, so I had a little bit of uh, icing on that and ate that for breakfast. So, sadly, there's no more leftovers at all.
1: DP, have you had my Aunt Vicky's um, German sausage stuffing before? That
2: does not sound familiar. I don't think I have. All right, well, she- Usually das, brings us over. German.
1: Oh. she usually brings oh. us over a pan that's like big enough that you would serve at some you know banquet from a catering pan that big <laughs> so we still have like i don't know the the medium to small size tupperware containers we got about four of those in the freezer in the basement Pete's. and that stuff is just excellent um so i still have that and it's great to eat cold so it's a nice little snack because um, it's got like raisins and fruit in it too. It's a little bit different than your normal just eating stuffing and calories and everything else like that. But that's where I'm at. Uh, um, I'm glad everybody enjoyed their Thanksgiving. And I guess we have to tie up one more loose end before we get into episode 254 of the DWI podcast. Where what happened with the girlfriend for Thanksgiving? Do we do we get all that worked out? Are we still together? I mean, you know, no, it was a big we, we are. A big before we left, when we left, the people last. You know, no, we we are. Took a break, she, took a, she, break she went off. to her.
3: Uh, she went to her aunt's house. That's what happened on that one.
2: So you so. did not share Thanksgiving.
3: Yeah, there's still probably Christmas.
2: <laughs> well, it's right around the corner. Figure,
3: I mean that
1: that you need to figure out because if you end up hanging out on Christmas and you don't bring a gift with you for her, you're fucked. DP, <laughs> let's do what you're drinking.
3: Drink it in, man. Fuck you, I'm drunk. Fuck you, I'm drunk. Pour my beer down the sink. i got more in
0: the trunk. Fuck you, I'm drunk. Fuck you, I'm drunk. And I'm going to be drunk till the next time I'm drunk. I walk in the bar and the
2: fellows all cheer. All right, next is the last. See her in the...
1: Deepy's gonna go make one. He's 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 waited long enough. It's PM. I waited till PM to podcast for this specifically, DP. Otherwise, we could have done this like three hours ago. <laughs> uh, celebrations here in Nevada. I can get them for a buck a bottle right now. It's a phenomenal, freshly hop winter IPA. AJ, are you drinking yet over there? What's going on? You got the title in the background. What's a what's that a poster of behind you on your left? Is that Sean Mike?
3: That is a sign poster of Shawn Michaels.
1: Okay. I can see everything but his head. It cuts off right at his shoulder, so I'm pretty glad that I got that there. There you All right. go. Looking there good. Look good. DP, you got R2-D2 back there. Or no, that's T3PO. Oh. I'm sorry. Um,
3: that's R2. d right. No, no, you were right the first time.
1: I mean, it's R2-D2. I mean, there's so many letters and different people now. It's that's crazy. That's the
2: R2-D2 cooler. You know that one quite well. No.
1: No. Yeah, I do. No Mandalorian talk. I haven't watched it yet. I plan on watching it after the episode today. Uh, DP hasn't watched any of the episodes. a.j hey, did you watch
3: it yet? I haven't watched the newest episode, but I am caught up. Where where we know his name?
1: Yes, we do. Too. DP, can we tell you his name? No. you're gonna know it. And you're you're <laughs> gonna not hear his name until you watch. When are you gonna you gonna watch now? After this, you're gonna have to watch the whole season. Oh, they're
2: only half an hour. I'm good. We've already watched a couple. Is it? Is oh, it? you have. I have. We we have watched a couple. Uh, is it the Macho Mandalorian? Ooh, yeah. It's not a Mandalorian. Mandalorian. You know it. <laughs> we know Baby Yoda's name.
1: Oh,
2: okay. Gotcha.
1: You don't but you know, know, for a no. fact, it's got to be
3: the Macho Mandalorian. Ooh, yeah.
1: What are, you, Scott Sa- what are you, Scott S. here? <laughs> Shout out to he's the uh, He's the Sarasota Savages in our fantasy football league, by the way, DP. I thought you might appreciate that.
3: That's
1: awesome. All right, AJ, what are you drinking over there?
3: Well, over here in... Uh, give a little bit of insight at 1.30 in the afternoon. I'm drinking some Miller High Life the Champagne of beers. I'm a, I'm a little uh, empty at the moment, but I got another on tap. Let's, we, we, we all know I come prepared.
1: Yeah, I'm close. They're with you. I think right after I tell everybody what's on the big show sheet today, I'm going to get another beer. It'll have to be fast, though. PP, he's officially checking in for today.
2: Check it in. Starting the what thing. do you got? Well, I actually, what we... Just the other week, we just before Thanksgiving, we went to our local uh, beverage store. It's not like a consumer beverage or anything; it's just like a local one. Just the <laughs> and uh, I got some local beers that I found here. So this one's an uh, Beers. Brewfinity Brewing Company. It's a day drinker. I actually, tweeted this one out. Drink it's a it's thinker. a premium lager.
1: He's a stinker. Watch out! He might wink her. Yeah. Ooh, we. What up with that? What? A- no. I
2: have no nobody, idea, what that is. no idea.
1: Where's Drink Platt? It. Damn it! Where's Platt when I need it? That's for SNL fans. What are you drinking? I'm sorry.
2: So this is a, a brewfinity Brewing Company. It's called Day Drinker. It's a premium lager. It's actually yeah, really good. It's really light. Um, honestly, if like. Well, if you're, uh, you know, just a Miller Lite fan or you know anything like that, it's actually really, really good. Um, I
1: also DP want... likes DP likes fancy light beers. He's done with do. Coors Light and Miller Lite. He wants a fancy one. He wants that one. He wants uh, what's the other one? Outboard, Support. Outboard, or something Outboard, like that. Outboard's and a Louis good one. Demise.
2: Yeah, Louise Demise is good. River West Stein, that one's good. And then we also found this one, which we just thought was fun, but it's Ale Asylum, and it's called Fuck COVID. <laughs> yeah I see. nice it's actually really good it's a pilsner uh it's another really Pretty light beer yeah,
1: yeah so fuck COVID made a whole bunch of different kinds of beers actually is that's what they did okay so, yeah
2: yeah it's actually really good so if you're looking for something excellent. local in, in our area i guess because you're probably not gonna find it outside of us but yeah
3: Hey, you never know i might
1: well now you got a can to commemorate one of the greatest years of your life all right Yay. folks Let's get back into it. We got plenty of fun wrestling things to talk about this week. Let's let you know what's happening on episode 254 of the podcast known as DWI. Well.
0: well we're waiting. Well, it's the big show. She-
1: Angels, I've missed you. That was that was actually decent. That that didn't bother my eardrums. I'll be sure to bother yours though for the finish. All right, this my earballs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Somebody made an impact on AEW. Let's see what I did there? That was really good. <laughs> oh, no, come on, that was good. Take your hand off your forehead, AEW. That was good. That's called, oh. that's, that's, that's hashtag pod, podcast journalism. That's podcast, hashtag journalism.
3: (laughs) Get on with it.
1: (laughs) We have a phenomenal number one contender. The men and women of NXT are going to war. We're going to play trivia, fantasy football, and a last call for a legend that has an impact on nearly everybody in the business. DPP, ring the bell. Thank yeah. you. of the three of us that, let's pull back the curtain, we're recording Friday afternoon, hasn't watched it. You know what happened. You know what's going on. That's the first time you've listened to the call of him coming out. Like, how do you feel about it? How do you feel about him showing up? How do you feel about Sting in general? And and what do you think that that's going to mean for AEW moving forward? Because he came out in a shirt that was all black with white lettering and logoing that was Sting and AEW on the top of it. So there was no doubt that Sting was in AEW, and it sounds like he signed for a multi-year deal.
2: That's pretty amazing. I mean, I, I think that's awesome to see Sting back. You know, it, he didn't get quite the, I don't know, honestly, I didn't feel like he got a great finish there in WWE when they brought him in. I, You know, obviously, with he got kind of injured at the end there, but, you know, I, I think AEW could really, obviously, can use <laughs> big names. It, it certainly helps, you know, bring you know uh an audience i'm i'm interested to see what they're going to do with him i mean i kind of i honestly i hope he's not wrestling i'm gonna guess he's gonna wrestle a match or two but you know it's i I don't know if i really need to see him in the ring anymore but i think it's you know fanfare wise and to have that big name show up and and be able to promote that is obviously huge Uh, and as we're going to talk a little bit more about what's going on with with aew that it just it again adds more eyes to the product, adds p- wanting people to tune in to see Sting, to see what they're gonna do, to see everything that's going on. I, I again, I, I honestly don't have an interest in seeing him wrestle, you know. I, I but I'm gonna guess he's gonna have a couple matches. So AJ, I'll I'll go here and
1: and take over here after DP and lead into to your thoughts because we, me and you had this conversation. You special guested on Pod is War. Thank you once again. We had a great time. Literally about 13 hours ago, you and I and Chris Platt finished. So hopefully you, you listened to Pod is War, and now we're just continuing the conversation. And what a great conversation to have! The funny thing is, is uh, Greg DeMarco is in a in a text thread with me and Andrew and Platt uh, for Pod is War. Greg is Greg is a producer, executive producer, and um, you know he's like, dude, you got because we usually record Wednesday nights. And we've been starting halfway into um, AEW and NXT, so we don't ne- necessarily cover what happens. We would have if we would have recorded Wednesday, but he's like, you guys just walked into so much extra stuff by not you know, having a day to, to pontificate on it. So um, that's that's a great thing. And and then that's to speak what DP said, is Sting's impact is that AEW now has someone of that – echelon where they have someone that's iconic AJ you and I had this conversation last night and I kind of left my thoughts on the table leading into what I was going to say so I think it's great for AEW I think it's great for wrestling fans me personally it's just I just I just feel the disappointment and all the things I wanted to see Sting do I wanted to see Sting come in um, in the mid- 2000s and and do his thing. I wanted to see Sting have his match with the Undertaker, right? I wanted to see him do more than just having great matches with impact back in that part of his career. He he lost so much to WWE, right? Like to me Sting is an underachiever all the way though. Like as far as a career overachiever, as far as a character overachiever, as far as storylines and his impact on what's going around on going on around him inside of his own company. He's just another guy. He never really turned the needle for anybody. I mean, seriously, think about it. Uh, When he finally won his first world title from Ric Flair, after that, people didn't tune in. People didn't buy Sting. Like, granted, The Crow sold a lot of things, but you don't talk about the greatest matches of all time with Sting. Like, to me, it could have been so much more, and it would have only taken a few different things that I earlier mentioned, the match with The Undertaker, being WWE earlier, right, things of that nature, I mean, I just think that WWE could have turned him in such a greater star. Now, am I excited to see where they're going to go with the Impact thing, too? Because Sting has this gigantic relationship with TNA, Hall of Famer, right? Impact, that's where they're at now. So it's really interesting to see this dynamic and what's going on. AJ, you know my thoughts now on Sting. I love him to death. I think he's easily top 50 all time, but I have him rated much lower than everybody else. I'm not trying to say I don't like them I'm just saying, as opposed to the general consensus opinion on Sting,
3: I'm not there. No, I definitely feel that, especially with, cause with me growing up. Andrew watched WCW, so that means I also watched WCW, so I have a little more bias with Sting, because him and AEW, that will turn heads. It'll be like, you know, oh, Jericho won the AEW title the, the, the very first time he's the inaugural champion. It's like, all right, everyone knows who Chris Jericho is. I don't know how many people now are going to be like, oh, they have Sting now. We got to go watch this because everyone – I can't say everyone, but most of the wrestling community, no matter what age they are, knows who Sting is. Because like you said, if he came in in the early or mid-2000s, like the invasion angle or anything like that, that would have been big if Sting was, like, the leader of the invasion angle. It might have been better.
1: That's a you great know, point. And that kind of speaks to what I'm saying is there's a few missed opportunities where Sting could have really cemented his legacy throughout wrestling history, not just – basically, to me, he's a WCW guy who had a great WCW career, but he, he he's not he, – he's he's barely a legend to me, Right? if it wasn't for his character being an iconic character and, and in two different ways, which, which I give him all the credit in the world and Scott Hall. Thank you. He can thank Scott Hall until, till, till, you know, till the sun goes down, but I, that's just where I'm at on him. I'm sorry. I keep driving that way, but that's just how I feel.
3: Ah, and it's completely understandable. I mean, like you said in the beginning, he didn't really turn heads. The icon, the crow character was supposed to combat NWO And then everyone made a big, big deal out of him coming into TNA in 2005, 2006, something like that, because of the storyline that they had with Jarrett. And then he became the franchise of TNA until he retired from there. Got to WWE, had his little Mania match with Triple H, and did DX versus NWO, WWE versus WCW, and then... I'm going to say this, because I know I said it on pod. Tony Schiavone announcing that, it, like I said before, it sounded like he was happy, like he saw him coming down from the rafters again, facing the NWO. The, it's Sting! That is the only way you could have made Sting's entrance even better for AEW
2: that that old school call uh, is kind of neat you know they can they play on the history of him without having to get into you know using wcw obviously because they really can't but they can use tnt you know and they can use you know everything he's done with impact and you know play on that history as well which is really cool and having yeah tony shivani make the call again after you know it's been what was it 19 years you know since he's been on tnt you know and all that and you know they have a lot of opportunities here you know with if they're you know whatever they're going to be doing with impact as well to to bring in history and and play on all of that and do some really cool stuff with sting which is you know obviously what they want to do and again just adds opportunities for storylines and things Mm -hmm. that they can play off of again hopefully it's not necessarily in a wrestling capacity but yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm on the same boat as PC, really, as far as the, the legend of Sting and then wrestling matches when you think of great matches and, and things like that. I, I never think of Sting in one of those great matches. You know, it's always, if it's Flair, it's Flair and Steamboat. You know, it's not Flair and Sting. It's Flair, you know, and Dusty or anything like that. So it's tough, you know, I, to put him at the upper echelon. But as far as an icon goes, I mean, it's it's a huge get and it's going to be a huge thing for AEW.
1: I'll, I'll just before we get into the AEW slash impact wrestling um, turn of events and, and what's going to be going on forward and our, our thoughts on that and Kenny Omega's big title win real quickly around the horn because Sting's AEW shirt that he wore broke some kind of record for pro wrestling tees. So everybody that was an AEW fan, Mark, whatever, and I'm not saying that in a bad way, went out and bought that shirt. Good for them. It's a cool-looking shirt. I, I think it's awesome. Uh, you know, and, and that's what he's there for, right? And, and uh, 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 a rising tide raises all ships, right? Who do you want most to st- see Sting face? Because in AEW, we'll stick to that, just because AEW is what was on his shirt, not Impact. Not his history with TNA wasn't on his shirt. It was AEW. Um And before I give mine, I'll just say that the, the face-off he had with Darby Allen in that corner, I, I I thought was one of the coolest things I'd seen in a long time because you know Darby Allen is a gigantic Sting fan and what that meant to him and have that stare down in the corner. So I would, I would like to see that match, but I think the match that I want to see... Oh, man. I... I <clears throat> You think about all the different people there. Obviously, you would want to see a Jericho and Sting match again if you're going to get multiple matches because that would draw a gigantic buy rate for them. But it looks like Cody's going to be maybe... It looked like maybe he came in to stare down Cody. Um, I would love to see Sting uh, versus Hangman Page, though. You guys know I'm a big page mark. So that, to me, would be the match I would want to see. I don't know how you can work that, but that would be interesting. Uh, Maybe Sting needs hangman to get serious and and you know straighten up and stop drinking and he kind of spooks the shit out of him and we end up with this cool match but dp i see your your gears turning over there we'll let aj finish up this part of this topic uh what do you think who do you want to see sting face
2: well honestly i don't want him to see him face anybody i don't want to see him wrestle but he's going to so i'll i'll pick out a few guys (laughs) i'll say yes i'll say he has
1: two or three matches you know, one singles match and then one or two tag matches. That's what we're going to get in in three years.
2: I feel. I like, think him against Cody is a given. I think him against Cody is a given. I think I would love Hangman Page and and you know, the the big guys Omega and Moxley would be cool. Jericho was the first one I thought of. I mean, I think him going through the inner circle. You know, probably sounds like something that may happen. You know, MJF and uh, uh, what's the other guy's name? Fact. Sammy Guevara, I think, you know, could probably benefit a lot from a match with Sting. Um, So those are the kind of guys I I see him maybe facing, you know, like the Darby Allen. I think
1: maybe, yeah, I think Darby Allen may be the only guy that's in the lower tier of their. uh, I mean, he's not in the lower tier, but not in the upper, upper echelon of AEW. I think you're going to see Sting face the upper echelon guys to give AEW a bigger spotlight, not to raise up their lower talent. I think like his final match could be against Jericho to retire him. Um, he could he could have a opening match against Cody, and somewhere in the middle they can pick somebody that that's on their way up, and it's the number one contender match or something. You know, um, I, I don't know, pick somebody like a Wardlow or somebody like that, maybe Miro, but that's about it. AJ,
3: I mean, I'm pretty sure we're all around the board. Cody's probably going to be a great match. Or if they're going to turn Cody heel, which they've been teasing for a few weeks. What better way than to turn Cody heel when he's facing Sting? He has Arn Anderson in his corner. Arn could just say, screw it and give him a spine buster like it's WCW all over again. So so that would be a good match. I like the Jericho idea because, I mean, that's... Who doesn't want to see Sting versus Jericho? We all know Jericho can still go. We know... Sting still has it in him. We don't know how good that neck is, but we know he has it. Against Darby, you know, that's what it looked like with the stare down, like we said. I have the weirdest feeling, though, that one match or, like, one pay-per-view, they're going to have Sting versus Orange Cassidy, where Cassidy just puts his hands in his pockets, and Sting just woos, and then they just... <laughs> I, I could just see, like, a goofy thing where it's like Cassidy does his, like, lazy kicks, and... And every time he kicks, Sting just woos, or he gets like he's hulking up his little thing that he does, where he's just like gonna pound his chest. So I could see that happening too, but yeah, I mean, I could see the Elite also facing Sting as well. You know, maybe have Dustin versus Sting too. That would probably be a good match.
1: How about the Elite versus Sting? And you can get the face painted up you know, red dust or whatever that fuck character. He's going to play in AEW there.
3: <laughs> red dust. Well, AEW already has the red face paint or half of it. At least. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm just saying he's not going to be gold dust. Maybe he comes out and he's, he's, you know, black and white dust. I have no idea. He, he's wolf dust. Oh, oh, Oh,
3: Scorpion
2: dust. Crow dust or scorpion dust. Yeah.
3: <laughs> no, no, no. That, that's if uh, Scorpio sky joins the team. All
1: right. Let's, Let's transition this topic into what it's going to mean for AEW's, you know, relationship with Impact. What's that going to do for both companies? AJ, I want you to start us off here and, you know, what do you see moving forward here? I mean, obviously Tuesday, there's going to be a lot more eyeballs on Impact Wrestling because Kenny Omega and Don Callis are apparently taking that AEW title and they're going to show up. And what do you think is going to happen?
3: Well, I mean, I know for a fact that more eyes are going to be on it. I have a few friends that love AEW, and they're messaging me saying so i'm gonna watch impact on tuesday and it's like i kind of figured because everyone it, people because i know you in fact also Tony, turn a blind eye to impact tna all that fun jazz
1: do i really have do i really have to like
3: i'm not even i don't want to but i'll i'll pull back like that's the character thing i know what's going on i know i know in- i, know. <laughs> I keeping a kayfabe come on <laughs> but yeah i know a lot of people are going to be watching impact and impact and send a couple of guys to help AEW out or even some of the girls too you know because we always say the AEW women's division has a eh, roster so you know you could send like Jordan Grace, Tasha Steele, Diana Parazo and you know have matches with AEW. Maybe Sheeta gets a new challenger that she's never had before or something like that. You know, the Impact World Champion Parazo versus the AEW Women's Champion Hikaru Shida and
1: aren't we Aren't we almost near hooking up, like, three different wrestling companies, though, considering AEW has been working with NWA as well? Like, didn't we talk about this, DP? I mean, AJ, you and I, we touched on this briefly last night. Like,
2: uh uh-huh.
1: Platt decided to think that it was his idea not mine when I brought up the fact that these smaller companies, these big, these major independent companies, if you will. Now, granted, AEW is not that, but, you know, I guess we could go minor... Um, network companies right like nwa has a place you can watch impact is a place you can watch mlw has a place you can watch roh is coming back they got a big lineup coming up here a pay-per-view with some matches already set they all work together and they all just took their own territory dp like this is this is what we want from an underling from the wwe like i could give a shit if AEW wins every week against nxt because we've already had the conversation that when AEW Dynamite is on, that's when you have to watch it, right? When NXT is on, it's going to be on again, and a lot of people have the, the network, so they don't have to watch the live broadcast. TP, what are your thoughts on all these companies working together, and now specifically, I guess, AEW and Impact Wrestling?
2: Well, I, I, yeah, I think it's awesome. You know, it's, it's once we figure out, you know, the the terms or what it's all going to end up being, that's, that's going to be the interesting part and, and kind of figure out what they're doing to go forward. Is that me? Probably. Yeah, it's going to be, you know, seeing what people do as far as the terror. Like, I like the idea of territories. I know we talked about it. Um, You know, to see people kind of show up, you know, in different times, like, you know, like said, over the course of a month, all of a sudden, you know, here's Thunder Rosa from NWA, comes up and is wrestling people on AEW, and then, you know, moves back to another, you know, back to the other territory or other independent scene you know for later next month and you know you can kind of jump these people around and have some good storylines and it it opens up a lot of things and it it i guess keeps things from being you know i don't know what the right word is you know too much underwater you know you get you know you just have too much of the same thing and it starts to get just tired and boring and you know you're just recycling things and this gives fresh new Watered down, yeah. I knew there was something with water, right?
1: <laughs> you you gave a good definition of the word. <laughs> or you gave a layman's Be- being try. underwater, gave, uh,
3: drowning, watered
1: down, much being underwater, watered down. Yeah, that works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. you know when you're just soaked. No, you're just soaked. soaked. Uh, uh, so it, <laughs> yeah, it's really great. And yeah, I, it's really great. you know, AJ hit it on the head with what I was thinking was the women's division. I think is the is could be a huge winner in this because you know as we've said for you know the first year of of AEW that the women's division just hasn't really taken off there hasn't been great matches or anything like that so this gives a lot more of a roster and a lot more opportunities to have some better women's matches or you know have some more storylines or things like that so that's huge I think and seeing i guess seeing what their plan is moving forward is going to maybe change that opinion on everything else because if they're combining into one company and impact is going to kind of go away and it's just going to be aew then you know we may be talking something different down the line but if they're kind of keeping them separate but keeping you know but can move guys around or continue storylines like they would do with you know new japan I once in a while and before... that or then... Exactly. You're going to see more of that R.O. that that classic when it was in its best
1: golden times relationship between R.O.H. and New Japan Wrestling, and, and I think that's what everybody wants to see, right? Separate, but you you can still pull. You can still pull from it for for whatever reason you want, right? I don't know. AJ, you're laughing. What you don't agree with that?
3: No, no, no. I agree with it, but I'm just laughing because I know I got your reaction yesterday. I got Platt's reaction yesterday. DP, how do you feel that, of all things, Dynamite made Andrew and I work together?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, you guys are right there together. You should be working together. (laughs) It's a TNT show. You guys are back on TNT
1: together. (laughs) You guys have been working together for a long while. You guys both provide ratings and analysis for almost everything that's going on out there, so sure <laughs> i mean shit you've been doing the, the uwn stuff you've been doing nwa you've been you've been doing almost all of the wwe stuff so i mean shit you're on the wwe podcast the dwi podcast is a wwe podcast folks ring the bell Yeah. <laughs> this happens to be one of those weeks where there's such big shit going on such good, such shit, good as, shit as and miranda hashtag miranda show would say such good shit pal that sometimes we just, we talk about it. I mean, it's not that we don't know what's going on. It's just DP and I are WWE guys for a long time. And we've consistently watched the product forever. AJ is a WWE guy as well, but he all, we all enjoy the other stuff. So, I mean, that's that's kind of my closing thought here is that I'm excited for what's going on. Don't get me wrong. I just wanted to get my opinion out there on Sting. I think he's great and everything else. I'm not trying to badmouth what's going on, but I really like this for AEW. I like it even more for Impact. And I like it even more for wrestling fans you guys you know closing couple thoughts here real quick
3: i can't top that (laughs) no hopefully everything plays out nicely lord alfred segue promotional consideration paid for by the following
0: this is your boy killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshop.com bringing you breaking news interviews podcasts galore everything progressing make sure you check it out TheChairShot.com
3: TheChairShot.com Always use your head.
1: don't worry, I only left in the AJ Styles music for last night. So it's it's newer newer ish kind of thing on pod uh, you know, on, on, on not pod but DWI that we got that form of the entrance music. So I'm just trying to mix it up a little bit. You know, oh I know you heard God, both oh last God, night. But for the listener, just so you're aware, I just want you to feel comfortable with Sean Mike looking over your shoulder. I know you're always trying to impress him. So I I can
2: appreciate that. If you need some AJ Styles in your life, we can always...
1: Beat up John Cena!
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, I can get behind
1: that. Uh But they don't want none. AJ, what do you... I want some. What, what are your thoughts here? We talked about it last night. We'll get to DP after this. But what do you see from this matchup coming up? Besides a great match. I mean, it, it's it's a great formula just like Brock Lesnar versus AJ Styles is a great formula the, the way Drew McIntyre is working and in control of his character AJ Styles with his heater on the outside almost it, it's it's almost too good
3: it is and it it kind of gives the whole um, you know speaking of Shawn Michaels on my shoulder uh it, it it's kind of like and I I'm Drew's a lot better than this guy but it's like Psycho Sid versus Shawn Michaels with big daddy cool diesel in the background it's kind of like that a little bit you gotta admit almost
1: i like to think drew mcintyre can work way better oh yeah he can okay so if you took sid vicious times kevin nash in work ability drew mcintyre would still be eight or nine times better than that
3: (laughs) well drew mcintyre also has better knees that's besides the point
1: (laughs) you don't like if you don't like the truth change the narrative
3: no no you're completely right because like like i said that's what it feels like where it's like we're kind of getting that little bit of a 90s feel it's dudes with attitudes versus sid i guess in this case justice since it's the face of uh the taller face but um no it should be a good match because who else are you going to rely on to put on a good match for a secondary pay-per-view than aj styles
1: well, the deal is is we're continuing to do what we had all talked about on this show, and specifically I said we're going to have a Drew McIntyre feud with Randy Orton where Orton's going to win the belt, and he's going to give it back to McIntyre because we're putting McIntyre over. We're still putting McIntyre over, although the problem with that, DP, is who does Drew McIntyre face at WrestleMania? Because I made this point on Pod is War. I don't think they have anybody that turns the needle to face Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania we could see AJ Styles here win this title and be the one to carry it and do WrestleMania. I, I don't know. What what do you think? This is this WWE land here. This is what we're most familiar. Those are my kind of thoughts with it. I would I, I don't know. I can't think of anybody for Drew McIntyre to face a WrestleMania and what better time than now to drop that belt from him then? We've already put him over. He can have the rematch at Royal Rumble.
2: They don't. They, they you know as far as titles go right now, they have a, they have great ideas for storylines for SmackDown with the universal title and Roman Reigns, but they really don't have much going on on the raw side with the WWE title. I, there's nobody else besides AJ at this point, you know, you weren't going to give this match to uh, riddle or to uh, Keith Lee, obviously, because you kind of want, you need the heel there. You need him going over, you know, uh, so actually shout out to uh, Adam Pierce for uh, naming him Drew McInfart. So that's going to be the rest of his name for the rest of the time. I don't know if you saw that one on Raw the other week. <laughs> but I'd like,
1: I'd. like Link Fartendale's favorite fucking <laughs> wrestler fart. is Drew McInfart. Drew
2: McEnfart. He, uh He doesn't. They're. They're. They've been – this is what I think it's going to happen. Even though they don't have a big match that's going to necessarily move the needle, they're going to have a, ma- a big match for him? There's one. It's Sheamus for me. No, that doesn't move the needle, though. It's not going to move, doesn't the, move needle. the needle. I'm they, not saying right. there's going to be there's a match that moves out the there. needle.
1: There's, there's one match out there that moves the needle, and it's, fans, and it's only if there's fans by then, and there's not going to be. Although there could be limited capacity, so maybe we do it. It's It's the rematch.
2: Oh yeah, Brock. I, I assume it depends on what's happening on SmackDown as well, because I could see Brock coming back with, you know, versus Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman in the middle there too. So if, if do you depends. think Brock is a backup to the Rock? I think ben. so. That's kind of what I think. Maybe that story mean, is dream, maybe that changes as dream, they get closer.
1: Yeah, I mean, in a dream world, WWE's two co-main event at WrestleMania is Rock and Roman, and then the other
2: one is Brock and Drew McIntyre again. I think so. I think that's that's probably their hope, and it depends on if Brock's gonna come and wrestle, and if The Rock is gonna actually do, you know, come out and wrestle. So it, I think it all depends on what's gonna happen there, and they don't know yet. So we don't really have a big challenger for Drew McIntyre. So I think we're probably gonna see some, you know, shuffling around and after Royal Rumble of trying to figure out what they're really gonna do. But I, I kind of think the way they've been building things. Is that Sheamus is going to be the guy that goes after Drew just because of this little <laughs> hints and storylines that they've kind of been tossing in on backstage? I was just
3: about to say, they I do, love
2: how they can, that, they can do that without the title. I agree, they can, I agree. but yeah. I don't think they have anything else.
3: I find it funny that DP, myself, and Platt yesterday all had the same idea of I mean, it has to be Sheamus with everything that they're playing with.
1: Yeah. I, yeah i don't i don't i don't care if like everybody else in the world tells me that they're on the opposite side of what i'm saying i know what i've watched for years i mean my my opinion on wwe is is pretty goddamn good um i, I i'm not saying i'm right here and i'm gonna be right here but to me that, that's just my feeling right i don't i don't care if there's 17 people standing on the other side of the bridge saying it's gonna break if i think it's not gonna break i'm crossing the fucking bridge right you know what i mean That's where I'm at as far as WWE goes. Now, you want to have a conversation about anything else, even drop down to NXT? Fine. But main roster? I don't know. Just something feels not right about Drew McIntyre unless they're working on that. They can always flip that back and forth. Nobody to me can carry Raw like right now, like the skipper and his heater. That's all I'm going to say. The captain? He's the skipper. I mean, Dopey gave him the nickname. You know, Fireface was out there. So was Bro Lee. I mean, let's talk about you want to hit Mongoose is suspended right now or, or, or you know, hurt actually he's gone right now. So I don't know. Last thoughts here on, on, I, I guess, last thoughts, let's go. We're looking forward to a TL. What kind of match do you want to see? Do we, do we decide what kind of match they're having yet? Are we going to have a tables, uh, ladders, a chairs match? Are we going to have a tables, ladders, chairs match? What do you want to see from these two guys? I mean, we're all expecting a phenomenal, phenomenal match DP.
2: I think we're getting TLC on this one. I think it makes the most sense to have TLC for this match. And because we have the opportunity of, uh, you know, the big guy almost getting in there and just lifting AJ Styles directly to the top of the ladder because he's that goddamn tall. He doesn't even have to put him on his shoulders. He'd probably just pick him up and set him up on the top of the ladder. So I see him getting, you know, involved somehow in that. So I, I, I'm looking at a TLC match. I think it could be a lot of fun.
0: Ah. Uh...
3: I mean, I would love to see that too, where it's just AJ is literally getting symboled for the circle of life just to try to grab the WWE title. Yeah.
2: I could see but, that um, happening actually with no no ladder there and him reaching up, holding AJ up to try and grab the belt. Well the
3: best
1: the best part of Raw was when he was getting carried out on almost shoulder yeah. yelling back at Drew McIntyre like he wanted to do something when he was just being carried away like a child. It was hilarious. I mean that's what I'm talking about. It's such good shit right now.
3: <laughs> it, is. it is. I mean, I mean. Did, did anyone else catch the, uh, the Rush Hour reference that he made when it was just like, wait, you can speak English? Oh, yeah. yeah. Always. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me? You never asked. I got so many questions. I'm like, was that a Rush Hour reference?
1: <laughs> no, they're doing it. They're doing a great job with that, and it's it's a match we're all we're all really looking forward to. Let's stay within the WWE uh, circle of trust here, and let's talk about NXT War Games this weekend. Uh, DP, AJ heard this last night. I'm going to play it for you. What do you think of the official song here? It's a little bit of a hybrid, kind of a little darker song here. It's by Ghost Main, It's called Hydrochloride.
2: I fucking love it, man. Yeah, good I song. I, I got it too. Yeah. I, you know, NXT, I think, is does some fantastic jobs with picking songs and stuff like that. You know, it. I feel like you know the main WWE pay-per-views don't hit the right songs and stuff like that. Where, man, it just that makes me think back to WrestleMania 17 with Limp Bizkit in My Way. Yep. Just, just when they one did that
1: shit Oh fight right? about that rock. a lot of
2: shit just i mean I'm that's just fucking great you know uh that's that's the kind of stuff i you know miss and nxt does a really great job picking songs like that
1: well the soundtrack to the vignettes is almost as important i mean it's not as important to the actual match but the soundtrack to the match is the announcers right i mean we talk about how much you better like JR and King, have, especially JR, have made people sound, right? And we talk about the people of today, who's the best in the business, right? Color guys, especially, you go round and round and round, and Corey Graves has maybe found his way to the top right now. And you think about watching different matches and how all that background noise is, is what you take in. Um, what's the biggest thing you're looking forward to this weekend for War Games,
3: AJ? I mean, I know we talked about it before on pod, but... I'm really looking forward to the men's war game match. You know, as I said about Pat McAfee, who knew punters were athletes? Because he can put on a match. He really can. We all know undisputed are, are, are well undisputed. They're that good. We got Pete Dunn that can work like no other. And Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch aren't something to scoff at. I know they're kind of under the radar and people don't really know or care about them, but they're also the same way, where they will code the extra distance to make sure they put on a good match.
1: All right, we're going to do a bit of a lightning round here. I'm going to run down the... Uh...
2: Oh, we okay there? Yeah. I just shocked the system, sorry. Do it again. Do it again. Shock. Okay.
1: There we go. That sounded a little better on my side, at least. <laughs> anyway, I, I like it. I like it. All right, I'm going to run down the participants and the matches, and we're going to do a quick lightning round around the horn. We're going to do some predictions real quick here. That aforementioned men's War Games match, the Undisputed Era, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Roderick Strong, and Bobby Fish taking on Pat McAfee, Pete Dunn, Danny Lorch, Oni Larkin. I am taking Team McAfee for the brand, baby. AJ?
3: I mean, I got to hammer Don on that and uh, say I'm also going to go Team McAfee on that. I think this is where we're going to see uh, the Undisputed Era come back and but and this time into the main roster.
2: I will then take the other side of this, and the Undisputed Era will once again win another War Games, and this is going to become the Undisputed War Games.
1: Oh, there you go. I I don't mind that either. Let's stick with the Let's War Games. let watch Pat McAfee Shotzi take a huge Blackheart.
2: bump, just FYI. Pat McAfee is probably going to take a big bump in this one. All
1: right. All right. Team Shotzi taking on Team Kansas. The other War Games match. Shotzi Blackheart, Ember Moon, Rhea Ripley, and Io Shurai taking on Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez, and Tony Storm. I... I I can't see any other way than Team Shotzi going over here. I think they're ready to strap the rocket to her ass. She should get the title, you know, before 2021 is over and, and be just taking things. What what are you laughing at over there, AJ? Go ahead. Pontificate. Uh, out, uh, I'm, not,
3: I'm not laughing. I was visualizing a rocket strapped to Shotzi's ass anyway. <laughs> you know I'm a Belaz, I got to love the Asian.
1: <laughs> wow. Why don't you give your predictions then?
3: <laughs> I I do think they're going to give Shotzi the push and everything but I I feel like they might actually give it to the heels. They might give it to Candace cuz she might have someone else in her corner cuz we know about uh Indy Hartwell in the scream mask that she had. She might make an interference in a play on that. You know, kind of screw over the uh the other team. So I think Team Candace wins this one.
2: I think we do get that interference and make ends up making it a you know five on four with maybe indy hartwell finally making the you know notice that she's you know on team candace but and i also can't you know i'm kind of on the other side where i don't see them not giving it to team candace just for the fact of tony storm and the way they're building her and the fact they just turned her heel i feel like she's going to be the one standing tall and getting the victory here to cement her spot as they continue, you know, her versus Rhea Ripley and Ember Moon, and you know, get her in the title picture with Io Shirai as well. So I got Tony Storm getting the official victory for Team Candace. Speaking of titles, Leon Ruff is going to defend that newly attained
1: NXT North American title against the former champions Johnny Gargano and Damian Priest. I I can see the belt going back to Priest here, but odds are Ruff's going to hang on here. What are your thoughts here around the horn, AJ? I
3: I think I loved your answer yesterday where it's like watch they do a stupid spot and Leon Ruff like falls on one of them and get the win. (laughs) I I would like to see Damian Priest though win. I I think they have to give it back to him because Johnny doesn't need it again.
1: (laughs) I think Damian Priest is one of the most main roster bound people in NXT in my opinion.
2: I think if they're looking for guys you know to to be moved up to the main roster he's definitely got the look and got the you know he's got everything that I think Vince would want you know in a character but again we we know how much he loves to use the NXT talent when they come up attribution but Tim I uh, I like Priest probably coming back with this one I was Shout out to Leon Ruff. That was a fucking great storyline and fun idea with Gargano and the whole bit that they did with him winning on the upset. So I thought it was awesome. It was a good run. But I think this is the end for Ruff.
1: Timothy Thatcher, Tommaso Ciampa. Was this just a way to get Ciampa on the card here?
2: (laughs) Kind of. I mean, both of them, really, because Thatcher doesn't necessarily have the storyline that he's in ready and... Ciampa has nothing right now with their with no NXT title. So it seems like it's just a match to get them both on the show. So I, I think it's just going to be a super physical match. I feel like Ciampa's got to come up with a W here if they're going to continue him in in the title picture.
3: Uh, I'm going to actually go with the Thatchist Thatch Can wrestler with Timothy Thatcher winning that one. Again, you, you said that both of them don't really have a story to them. So... it's just two guys that won't give up that will just say, fuck it. We're going to beat the shit out of each other.
1: All right, gentlemen, last match strap match, continuing this ongoing feud between Dexter Loomis and Cameron Grimes. Give me your winner. I think I finally got Grimes going over here in, in, in much in in a Mikey Whipwreck kind of way, maybe, but maybe not. I mean, Grimes deserved a, a good win here against Loomis. And I think it would, it would, Put the right projection for both of these two guys. I, I think you can still make Loomis look good, but I think Grimes needs it. Needs it. Uh, what's your prediction here on this match? And then, how do you guys feel in general about this pay per view for NXT as we as we're finishing up the year here? I mean, the Swaggy Awards are going to be upon us with with Big Dave from Attitude of Aggression before we know it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for this match too. I like these guys are really have been really good. Have been great, doing some great stuff in the last, you know few months here and, and grimy has been kind of coming into his own yeah i'm calling him grimy just like the simpsons frank grimes so grimy i think just definitely one that deserves the win <laughs> or needs like a big win <laughs> i did it
3: i i like that i had to shake my head but i like that. <laughs> uh
2: but you know they're doing the same thing with dexter loomis you know he's that that oddball character and he could you know if they're going to do something bigger with him you know he needs a win too but i think he's Him with his character could probably absorb a loss a little bit better. Where if they're gonna do something with Grimes to move him, like at least into the North American Championship, you know, feud with you know any of the guys during if Rough wins it or Priest or something, you know, he could use the win here and kind of get catapulted into that title picture. So I'll take Cameron Grimes coming out of this thing somehow, (laughs) somehow beating Loomis in a strap (laughs) match.
3: I mean, they already had a blindfold match on NXT. <laughs> They're gonna have a strap match at Takeover. Are are we gonna get another goofy stipulation again, or are we gonna are we finally gonna see the return of the on a pole match, or like?
1: Oh, Dexter's- it's the return of the no wait. Oh
3: wait, you didn't just say what
1: I think you did, did he?
3: <laughs> and and Doctor <laughs> Tony said nothing, idiot. Doctor Tony's is dead, <laughs> locked in my basement. Anyway, <laughs> but
1: he's no, I, when I'm not cooperating, when I'm rocking the table, he's operating.
3: <laughs> oh, jeez. But, uh, I, I see Cameron Grimes also winning this cause Dexter doesn't necessarily need the win. Cameron kind of does cause he's been on the back end of a lot of things lately. So I think he needs a little bit of a pick me up here.
1: I'm in wrestling. The best thing is wrestling. Hey! Any your kids ears and nesting testing attention Attention, please. please can we please go back to dwic okay all right there we go that was <laughs> <fun>. wow db <laughs> i don't know if that was a wow i'm glad that's over a while that wasn't too bad uh, i think it's the first
3: column a column b Hey. Yeah. it <laughs> Hate well,
1: He'll never put me over to my face, though, even if he's impressed. I he would... just doesn't like to encourage me like that. He's smart enough to not encourage <laughs> me. He's like, I don't need any encouragement.
2: I know better. <laughs> he does not need any more encouragement. He's he's encouraged All enough right. on his own.
1: <laughs> Speaking of not needing any more encouragement, let's get into the meat and potatoes of the show. We will be right back after a brief message from me. Sierra Hotel, India. Echo. And, folks, while you have your internet browser open, why don't you head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot? Make yourself look more aesthetically pleasing with a t shirt from us at thechairshot.com. Makes a great holiday stocking stuffer.
3: Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. And I I see a big big sigh from DP, and I think Tunny had to take another drink of beer, so something tells me it's trivia time, boys.
2: (laughs) It's been too long. It's been too long. I am ready.
3: Uh, It's been so long that I forgot who won the last time we did it. As of course, Tony pulls up his finger as soon as possible. But I'm pretty. I think it was. I think it was DPP though. It was this guy? It it was. It had been a while.
2: Yeah. We got Big Dave on. I think. <laughs> oh oh yeah, that's right. Yep. I think he
3: broke like a five-game winning streak. <laughs>
2: it's it probably more than that. <laughs> <laughs>
3: All right, so I I know that usually I hear total BS, but this time I'll be nice. Tony, door number one, door number two, or door number three. See, that's bullshit. That's total BS, because he won. He should pick. I always give it to the person who lost. Uh,
2: fine. Total BS. I should have said I lost. Speaking of
1: farts, the number... Speaking of farts, Blank, Fartendale, and number twos, I'll take door number two.
3: (laughs) Uh, of course, you pick this question
0: because it's, it's going to also
3: be a TNA question and a bitch. football question. Oh, what NFL player won the TNA World Tag Team Championship back in
1: two thousand seven? uh oh, that's the wrong. One. I know. <laughs> can I take I you? Position. Oh, this is bullshit, I know this! <laughs> fuck! 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 He's uh. a shitty ass track! He played for the Bengals! Hey, you just- What you fucking- You're so fast! I don't know, I got nothing fucking written down! Was in such a good mood, yeah. Fuck yeah. You.
3: <laughs> fuck you and reveal DPP, it is Adam Pac Man Jones because he <laughs> yeah, played for the man. Titans when he was in there. Yeah, but he played for the Bengals, he played for, he the, played Bengals. for the Bengals too. But, yep, team Pac Man won the TNA uh... tag titles, our truth. <laughs> and the person that had to replace him because I think he was either Ryan off of suspension or he had to go to training camp. Was actually Consequences Creed, better known as Xavier Woods. Just when I thought 2020 couldn't get any worse. Total
1: BS. <laughs> <laughs> I All right. Do I'm you... Losing now, eh? God damn it. Do I get to go first again? Do I get to pick because I'm losing? Uh, uh, I don't know about that. I dude. didn't know
3: that this beer tasted salty. <laughs> Ooh, so, so, on that note, uh, DP, door number one or door number three?
2: <laughs> I'll take door number. Uh.
3: uno. I see. What <laughs> the fuck was that face <laughs> for?
0: <I>
3: <laughs> they can't see, they can't hear my face. Keep going with the show, you <laughs> fucks. Yeah, but it. I can react to it. Come on.
2: Can't hear my All face. Right.
3: We mentioned the guy in the background that I have the signed autograph for, good old HB Shizzle. Oh boy,
2: PC's gonna get this one. So HBK.
3: So there's gonna be a two-parter if the first one either doesn't have an answer or both of you get it. Closest without going over. When did Shawn Michaels win the Grand Slam? What year? Oh, Oh baby, Italy. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.
2: which Grand Slam we were talking about, honestly.
1: I think we're talking about the world, the IC, the tag, and the uh, European, European, correct?
3: Correct. So, uh... <laughs> hey, Tony? Fuck you! DP got it right on the head September of 1997. Beating the British Bulldogs bulldog for the for European
1: it. title. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Uh, and then he nearly dropped it. Very soon after that, because he won the WWE title in November. So, no. Yep. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> God damn it! I forgot that. Well, I'm going to lose this week, unless there's some hidden horse shit on this last question. I'll take door number
3: three. Hidden horse shit.
2: Hey, blink party. WWE podcast. Hidden horse shit.
3: <laughs> that works. Uh, no, there's no hit. Well, you could tie if. Dan doesn't get anything here. down to nothing because there's there's two answers for this. horseshit. One. Yeah, yeah. And Ooh, I know right. we we're talking about that Taker. That's right. We we're talking about Taker. Talking about. So Taker. what were the two championships that he never won in WWE? The two major illustrious championships that he never won in WWE. And I'm not counting the the Universal Title. Oh, well, what the hell? <laughs> well, I
1: mean, yeah, I, I, it depends. I mean, obviously one is obvious, but the other. So I'm not going to win here. But like, what's the other major championship? I mean, I guess this is what it's, you want. It's wanted. been a staple. Here,
2: here's what yeah. you want to see.
3: He's, he's gonna give the first one, and he's gonna say, "And uh DP." Oh no, God, I don't get
2: this answer. No.
3: How the fuck did you guys tie?
2: Because <laughs> I won. The US and IC?
3: Because I just won. That's right. I don't he know he why never the won the United US States, and you never won the IC. you never
2: won
1: the
3: yeah,
2: European title either. The stupid
1: titles major titles, major titles. Why is yes. that not majors? Part no. of the Grand <laughs> Slam. Oh, no, it's not me. It's it, the light heavyweight winning. was never part of the grand slam. The European? You just said the European was part of the grand slam. And we need a we need a we need a bonus question. I just, no. no, bullshit. Bring, <laughs> even more hidden horse shit. yeah. Ah, yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, god, hidden horse shit. Now I gotta no. think of one.
1: No. Come back. He's lassoing up for a win here. Here we go. No. Come on. You gotta European title should count you. for
2: that Great because I it's really- a part of the Grand Slam uh, that has to be a major tell title. Judge GP.
1: Tell go to the fucking judge, DP. <laughs> That's what I'm telling it to. <laughs>
3: oh, God. All right. I'm crushing this shit. Let, lightning round, let's see if anyone can actually pull an answer as fast as they can. We don't need the Jeopardy. Kyle Whoever's- Petty. Kyle Petty. Stop,
1: <laughs> Kyle, Stop pulling Kyle Petty out of your ass trick
3: i've become accustomed to it happens <laughs> all right name at least one other person who's appeared on wwe impact wcw and aew jericho
1: besides who besides other sting? than
3: sting because we oh. all know sting, one of them so
1: what are the what are the what are the places
3: wwe wcw tna and in uh impact or wait AEW, WWE, WCW, TNA.
2: Uh, Scorpio AW, Sky.
1: WWE, AW, WCW, and Impact. Kaz. So, so WWE, WCW, <laughs> AEW, and Impact. DP, play the music. No,
2: we're naming him off the top of our
1: heads. <laughs> I was
3: say, just lightning round. Just, <laughs> if you can think of one, go for it. Evan Bourne. Mm-hmm. Miro. Miro's never been on Impact.
2: Evan Bourne. Pack. Cazarian, daniel bryan shit
3: uh, no. <laughs> i said fucking AEW, and you say daniel bryan i don't i'm pretty sure kaz wasn't on wcw dustin
1: know. rhodes boom winner
3: that's
1: what we do here that's Man. what we do here booyah booyah bring out the tools because it's time to make my trophy <laughs> Take that blink fart and fucking Dale.
0: We
2: got hosed, Tommy. We got hosed.
1: And everything is right with the world once again, much like when Stone Cold or The Rock are championed. Go ahead, AJ. You can say whatever you want. You're not going to ruin see it for me. Know, my, little, back,
3: my little hidden so thing that I'm going to ask just honey. We might we
1: might not even play trivia again for the rest of twenty fucking twenty. That was such a great comeback.
3: Ah, <laughs> uh, Jesus! What happens when you give Tony a little bit too much of a head of steam? Anyway, okay then, Tony. Why you don't encourage him? Just, just, just for you. I already won, you, you know. Done, I don't. Yeah,
1: I know. Just you won. Just you know. I. I you're. You're. Either way, I'm going to look good after you ask this question because either you're going to mm-hmm. ask it, and I'm just going to move on. You. Move on, on you. Sorry. Ooh, oh, careful. Lord. So I'm going to get it right. I'm going to even better. So go ahead.
3: Go ahead. So so he was in all four the natural Dustin Rhodes in and WCW and, and AEW, Gold Dust in WWE. Who was he in TNA? What was his name?
1: was his uh, it was the it was the first alternate character with the paint and it was a different scheme um mm, it, this is like pac-man jones right now this is fucking total bs deep, 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 deep. Ah! blame it on the lose. got you lose,
0: lose. Blame it on the drum. got you been the
1: he had a big feud with abyss i know what his character is like i know fucking wrestling man i just can't think of it right now it's like it's like the resistance or or like like feeling shitty or something like that it's totally something weird like that uh god damn i can't remember ah uh, was it sugar dust
3: no it was black <laughs> rain Black Rain,
1: I knew that. I knew it was totally negative. All right, blame that on the alcohol. <laughs> and blame it on the alcohol that we didn't do fantasy football picks last week. Very good question there. Very, very good question. Uh, Black Rain. I I knew that, too. I can picture his character. He did have a giant feud with Abyss, right, as that character? Yes, he did. Thank you very much. I feel like Jalen Rose on Jalen Jacoby right now, duking it out. Mm-mm. A little shadow boxing. All right. Speaking of that, big match this weekend, D.P. Errol Spence Jr. and Danny Garcia rematch from a couple years ago. Uh, I believe you can see that on Espen for free.
2: Is that plus or is that just ESPN?
1: It's a good question. Let's talk fantasy football. Uh, we didn't do...
2: <laughs> yeah, I did that. Yeah, Check That's your... I'll just keep going. Yeah.
1: So we That's missed last been. week. <laughs> what? <Twice. laughs> I was going to keep going. I would have done that. I would have done exactly what you did. That's good. Keep going. Okay, great. (laughs) Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, Missed last week. This week, we're going to double up. Points are doubled. We're starting over with the picks. We did draw names out of a gigantic, dimpled coffee mug before the show started. It's a true story. We did do that. Um, I believe DP gets to go first here.
2: I do. I am going to go with the tight end first. I'm taking Kelsey. Kelsey.
1: Yeah, I knew you were going to do that shit. Yeah, I knew you were going to do that, that. when you decided what you
2: wanted. <laughs> <laughs> kind of have to. I feel uh, like that's the lower of the uh, depth positions, at least for this week, with Mark Andrews out as well.
1: Well, I'd be an idiot if I didn't take Waller against the Jets. So, AJ, go ahead and pick your tight end.
3: I'm going to pick Eric Ebron on the Steelers against the football team.
1: Not a bad idea. All right. I guess I get to pick first here. And, man, oh, man, oh, man. I think I'm going to go running back. And the running back that I like to appreciate after a slightly down week last week would be Dalvin Cook against the Jacksonville Jaguars this week.
2: All right, who's two on this one?
3: You are me. Oh well, how about that? Because yeah, I go double
2: first. You double up on the second ones because you got your double name. up. Your oh, piece of definitely. paper was pulled out of the coffee cup first. <laughs> well, in that case, uh, I'm going with the uh, the old workhorse Derrick Henry against those brownies. Not a bad idea. AJ, round us out with the running backs.
3: Well, I think since you went Derrick Henry for the the Titans against the Browns, I'm going to do Nick Chubb against the Titans.
1: Yeah, you got a a Chubb for Chubb. I had a feeling you did. I did have a Chubb for (laughs) Chubb on that one. Figuratively, not literally. All right, AJ, you get to go first now. Quarterback, wide receiver, it doesn't really matter to you. It only matters to us which category you go with first.
3: Uh, I'm going to go uh, wide receiver first, uh, Then I'm going to go with Tyreek Hill.
1: Second, you got Hill. All
2: right.
3: Ooh, huge game this
1: week. at wide receiver, you got Tyreek Hill. Man, oh, man. It's been an interesting year at wide receiver. Hmm, I would like to go with, like, DK Metcalf or something like that. Uh, maybe Justin Jefferson, but I see them playing weaker teams and running the ball more. I want somebody that's going to have to go out and make some plays against another team in their division, a big, big game. I'm going to go D-Hop against the Rams, and D-Hop is going to come out against Jalen Ramsey and show him who's boss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pick the best corner against possibly the best receiver. That's an interesting matchup this week. Which one? D-Hop? Against Jalen Ramsey from the Rams? Jalen Ramsey might be the best corner in the league.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that should be a good one. Uh, Man, this is a tough one. Uh, I do I always like my boy Adams, but they're playing Philly. That could be a tough one. Uh, DK Metcalf, as you mentioned, could be a good pick. Adam Thielen coming back against Jacksonville could be very interesting. Uh, hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. I gotta think about this one for a second.
3: <laughs> do doo <Do-dee-doo-doo-doo-doo-dee-doo. Yeah. Man. laughs>
2: I'm gonna go, yeah. I like Thielen. I don't know. I'm feeling Thielen. I'm gonna go with Thielen,
1: quarterback. That's what we got left. AJ, you're first, D P your second. I'm Dragonheim I'm tit in this one.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so so I got quarterback, eh? Hey. Uh a part of me wants to go one person. <clears throat> but I gotta do this one for the shits and giggles of it. I'll double up on points. I'll do uh, Patrick Mahomes against the Broncos.
2: My homies.
3: Son of a bitch. I, I uh, almost wanted to say Taysom Hill. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I.
2: Man, going up against the Giants. I like Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's got to have a good game against the Giants here. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, that would leave me, boy oh boy, I'd really like to take Lamar Jackson against Dallas on a Tuesday night. And that sounds like what I'm going to do. Hey. There you have it. Blame it on the alcohol fantasy football picking brought to you by the DWI podcast. Hope you're enjoying your NFL season. Head on over to the Chairshot.com, everybody. We have everything you need there. Sports, entertainment, and Sports Entertainment, the ChairShot.com. There's something for everybody. All you gotta do is use your head.
3: The chairshot.com.
1: Always use your head. DP, I think it's time for last call. A last call. For alcohol. What do you mean it's last call? So now let's go back to 1979. The title was born in Rio de Janeiro. That's in Brazil for some of you that don't know much about uh, geography. And that's when Pat Patterson won the North American and South American Heavyweight Championships. Those championships were then merged and became known as the Intercontinental Championship. Hence, Pat Patterson was our inaugural champion. Now, Patterson's legacy is largely attributed to the fact that he was the first Intercontinental Champion, and that made him a first-ballot WWE Hall of Famer, as he was inducted in 1996. From San Francisco, California, weighing 248 pounds, Pat Patterson! Pat just has a feel for this business like nobody else. This industry is emotion. It's controlling a crowd. It's how people are gonna react, and it's, it's getting that emotion out of them. And that's where Pat's greatest talent lies is he feels
3: it from the crowd and he feels that emotion and where they're going to go he didn't speak English and he learned everything he could to make a name for himself to become a a wrestler all over the world and even at a young age was helping everyone else's match when the full-time headliners see things like that they want to work with you and then the more you work with them the more you learn
2: Pat Patterson basically trained and taught anybody over the last 20 or 30, maybe even 40 years, about the psychology of how to put together a match.
3: He said this very many times, we're friends, but he goes, I don't care that we're friends. I don't want to be your friend. I care about the business, and I care about what's great and what's special, and he's always trying to help me out, and that's why he does what he does. 90% 90% of what I know about putting together a match is from Pat.
1: Pat's impact is felt in all of those guys. and So many greats of this business, his impact in this business will be felt long after he's gone. Pat Patterson should be remembered for oh so many things throughout his career. Um, not just being in a gay man in a time when it wasn't okay to be gay in a business. It definitely wasn't okay to not fit in um, being the first intercontinental champion. Um, and, but mainly he should be remembered and, and being a great guy and being a great friend and, and, and advocate for the wrestling business. He, he should be remembered as one of the greatest wrestling minds ever, and the impact that he had on the wrestlers that he taught after his time was up. I mean, you 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 listen to those those people, Dolph Ziggler and Chris Jericho and Triple H talk about him, and you can go on and on down the list: The Rock and everybody else, McFoley and Austin and Taker and all the greats, Kurt Angle, and even before that and after that, Cena, Edge. And they'll all tell you that Pat Patterson was gigantic in their careers and teaching them what it meant to have psychology for the business, how to get the crowd involved and how to how to know what you're supposed to do when you're out there. And Pat Patterson epitomized that for all of those in the Attitude Era and moving forward on top of everything he did in his own career. Um, so to, to that, I I'm, I'm wish Pat Patterson a, a, a very, you know sad farewell and and hope that everything's good for him moving forward in the life that he's going to lead after the one on this earth. But gentlemen, Pat Patterson, a legend. Like in more ways than we can even think about right now at this time.
3: I mean, as you alluded to before, in the generation where being gay was heavily frowned upon, we I know in Legends House, when they did that entire show, and then he came out and everything, it, we, we didn't... This is isn't supposed to sound rude, but we didn't care because we knew Pat Patterson for more than just being like, oh, he's the guy who's a homosexual in, in wrestling. No, no, no. We knew Pat Patterson as the first Intercontinental Champion. We knew him as the great mind backstage for WWF with... As Platt said yesterday with Hogan and Warrior, a bunch of different things in the 90s and even the early 2000s where Pat Patterson, even if it was something small like how to look at a camera or how to react to the crowd or what to say. Every single wrestler had an influence from Pat Patterson on how they should do different mannerisms, how to talk, how to do this to make them seem like the better character that they should be. So again, rest in peace, Pat Patterson. And as you said, Tony, everything that he gave his entire tutelage to everyone in wrestling will hopefully be going down in generations to come.
2: Uh, You know, obviously we weren't old enough to really see him wrestle, you know, at at his time when he was a wrestler and everything like that. And I'm, you know, he was great at that part of what he did obviously being the first intercontinental champion and coming up i i don't know how difficult i i kind of got to imagine you know being a gay man in in wrestling was probably super difficult in those times you know and to be openly gay about it and you know still navigate through the world of wrestling probably was really really difficult for him so and he powered through it and he never, you know, he never wearied or, you know, tried to hide who he was, which is pretty amazing in that right. And to be in that type of a business, I think, you know, obviously I'm not in it at I the, you and it's different nowadays than it was back then. I'm, I'm guessing it was probably really hard. So that's amazing in its own right. But the fact that everything he did backstage after a life, you know, in the wrestling ring is the thing I will remember the most, obviously. I mean, he was a backstage guy for WWF since he retired from the ring, you know, in the the eighties to the two thousands and beyond that. You think about what he did for the business, for all these people, like you guys said, you know, helping them understand the psychology of not just wrestling, not just wrestling, but, Everything else, you know, like I said, looking at you know the cameras and how to react to things and how how to be on the mic, you know, is makes these guys who they are. And everybody that has come up through WWF, you think of all these great wrestlers and these great superstars. Pat Patterson had a huge impact on all of them, and they would not be who they are without him. And that is a huge loss to the wrestling business to to lose somebody who has that great of a mind and understanding to storylines and to how to react and how to make your character come alive to an audience so it's going to be horribly sorely missed but i you know thank you for everything you did for the business you know it's clearly one of the reasons i watched wwe wwf was for these characters that you helped create so i'm you know i'm glad i got to enjoy that and will continue to enjoy what you've left behind and the, the, you know, the, the legacy you have left and the, everybody that will continue to try to bring that to light and to help teach others going forward the things that you have taught them is just going to be awesome and will live on forever.
1: Gentlemen, let's raise a drink to Pat Patterson, to the matches you've produced, to the man you were. And to the entertainment you've given us. Thank you for everything, Pat Patterson. And Godspeed to you.
3: The TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. All right, gentlemen,
1: let's get out of here. The DWI podcast, episode 254. It's almost Christmas, and, and I can't wait for us to have another holiday episode. It's always great to have that Halloween episode or the Thanksgiving episode and the Christmas episode. We always do those fun things so right over here on the DWI podcast. My name is PC Tunney. You can find me at PC Tunney. Please continue to listen to this very show. You can follow it at podcast DWI. Make sure you head on over to the chairshot.com. Make sure you head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot, AJ Velaz.
3: You can find me on Twitter at PhenomenalAJB. You can also see me on TheChairShot.com doing NWA, I guess, slash UWN news and articles. UWN right now is currently on a holiday hiatus because, you know, it's a hectic time of year. So why don't we have a little bit of a break, come back next year big and strong? I know they still have to crown their united wrestling network world champion between chris dickinson and the miracle mike bennett so they'll bring the fire in 2021 and you can also see my wargames review that i'll be doing for the weekend so go check that out on sunday or monday on the Chairshot.com. So uh, DPP, I know you got a bunch of stuff going on on your end. How about you tell us uh, what's going on?
2: Yeah, you can find me all over the worldwide social media interwebs at it's me DPP, and follow a winner is you, our video game podcast, which is at a winner is you. The letter U on Twitter and Facebook. We are coming up next week on our episode 20, which will be, as we said on the tens, it's going to be a top 10. We're going to narrow it down to a top five so that we don't go four hours, but it's going to be a top five of games you may have never played. Hidden gems type of games, you know, none of those mainstream type games. So it's going to be a lot of fun. So make sure you tune in next week for that one at a winner is you. Ladies and gentlemen, we did it again. Episode 254 of the DWI
1: podcast. I hope you enjoy your holiday season. I, I hope you're you're doing good things and and everything's going well for you. If not, know that brighter days are always ahead, and that's a true story. From EPP, AJB, and PCT, we're wishing you an early happy holidays and continued enjoyment of the show that you've been listening to. It's called the podcast known as D D W. w-, w- i ah. Nick tonight.
2: Yeah, what are you going to get in your stocking? Maybe a share shot t-shirt for Pro Wrestling Tees? <laughs> What's up?
0: The- This is the North Pole. No, it's
1: not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Where's the snow? Why are you smiling like that? I just like to smile. Smiling's my favorite. Make work your favorite.
0: That's your favorite, OK? OK. Work is your new favorite. Fine. time for an announcement. OK, okay people. Tomorrow morning, 10 AM, Santa's coming to
1: town.
3: Santa! Oh, my god! Santa here? I know him. I know him. He'll be here to take pictures
1: with all the children. Just keep your receipts. 10 a.m. tomorrow. 10 a.m.
0: tomorrow. Santa's coming to town. Yes. Oh, hi. Santa's coming. (sighs) Thechairshot.com Always use your head.